Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for choosing to spend your afternoon here with Dick Sesh and myself. Um, for those who don't know, I'm Patricia Ogan Faber, and I do a podcast show to help people maximise property values. It's called Maximising Property Values, and I've posted a link above. So if you tap on it and you see your favourite listening app, then you can subscribe to the show. And if your favourite listening app isn't there and you want to subscribe to the show, do let me know and I will submit it to that. But it's on the popular platforms. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, Audible. Um, But usually when I talk on the first day of the month, once a month, so my last podcast was released today, it's a monologue. So my stuff is a monologue. But since November, I've been having some really lovely guests who've come on here via Clubhouse to share their experience and what they do with all of us. And then I take the Clubhouse um, recording and then I post that as a podcast. So the one that Dick Sesh and I are going to be doing today is going to be released as a podcast next week on Wednesday. So that's how that goes. But in the meantime, it will be on Clubhouse for a week. Um, So my guest today is Dick Sesh Patel. Let us get to know Dick Sesh a little bit more today. So who is he? Dick Sesh is a performance coach focusing on the mind, body and business. There you are. Everything that could be important to you, he focuses on those things. He is also a partner to my guest of a few weeks ago, Emmanuel Ezekiel, in the Peak Performance Property and its Academy, which aims to help people 10 times their business within 12 months. Dick Sesh is also a financial, and these are my words, matchmaker through Lighthouse Capital Group. Dick Sesh, welcome to maximising property values. But before we go into your various activities, we would like to get to know you a bit better. And guess what? I've been, I, I was thinking about, you know, what questions shall I ask Dick Sesh? And I always have to ask the questions that I don't think people are going to be expecting to be asked. So your, <laughs> so your questions, your questions are exactly the same as Emmanuel's because I bet you weren't expecting me to do that. Anyway, so you've got four questions as well. Because do you know what? I actually see the pair of you. When I when I think about either of you, I think of you together as twins. And <laughs> I know you're not twins, but in my mind Might have to airbrush him a little or, or me <laughs> the other way. Yeah, yeah. You are forever linked in my mind. So, and what, you know, what what Clubhouse has put together or what the universe has put together, let no man put asunder. Right, okay. So four questions you've got. The number one, what do you admire most in people? And who do you admire the most? And that is one question. (laughs) I'm cheating. Oh gosh, who do I admire the most? Um, I, I I actually quite admire um, my mum. I'll be honest. I had I, you know as soon as you mentioned it, I was thinking about all sorts of other things like entrepreneurs, like Richard Branson and whatnot. And I would no, it's got to be my mum. She came in to this country in the early seventies uh, from East Africa with a three-year-old son, two-year-old daughter, and a one-year-old. Uh, so, so that's three of us, and um, to to put things into context, to to come into a country without a, an understanding of language systems, probably, uh, I think my father came here with about hundred pounds in his pocket, which I'll come into a little story about in a minute, and and then to to migrate to a complete alien environment at that time. Um, I I put hats off to her. I I have no idea how she did that. I certainly wouldn't have the um, um what's the word the, the confidence or even 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 the, the the tenacity to pull something like that off because I've got two boys myself, um, and I can't imagine 
what 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 they were you know especially she was going through because she put she put a lot of the effort in in the early years with the kids um and again to put things into context back back in back in those days um the indian male wasn't the, the most um what's the word helpful if i can say that not to be completely disrespectful i could probably get away with saying that being an indian person myself um and i've grown up to know how a how not to be a man but also how how to behave and move forward in in the real world so it's my mum uh, admiration she's still around um my father passed away sort of over what 30 well, nearly 30 years ago actually um and and she's just kept going through all sorts of uh, trials tribulations adversities ups and downs um yeah amazing so my mum in a in, in two words wow do you know I, I, um as a mother myself i cannot imagine what she what was going through her mind when she actually did that when the decision was made every single day when she supported the family so although I don't know her you know utmost respect and when you next speak to her just say there's this woman on clubhouse <laughs> who says oh thank you for flying that flag for women you know well done to her to give you an idea, yeah, so, sorry to interrupt. She, to give you an idea, she was twenty-two at the time. I no can't way. imagine how <laughs> she was twenty-two oh uh, at the time. So that's that's it. That makes it even more um, just unbelievable. Wow. Do you know women? Okay, we won't go into women right now. But no, yeah, that no, no. that 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 says so much. Twenty-two. Mm, wow. Yeah. Wow wow oh no you know utmost respect utmost okay fine um so you know the first bit of the question what do you admire the most in people it's bravery it is you know the confidence to do i'm, I'm just taking these things from what you said about your mum confidence to to follow your desire and follow your beliefs and also love you know because yes. only love could have could have you know kind of like you know made her do that and you know do it so successfully absolutely i think it's the other thing also to put things into context uh, as all great mothers do um their first um uh survival instincts actually kick in for their kids uh, and also i'm not suggesting far that we are like that as well <laughs> but with a mother you know you've got the bonding right which a man can't ever have right from 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 birth and everything like that right so that uh, i think the survival instincts of a, of, of a mother kicks in and it's just uh, it's a very powerful uh, bond that has been created and i've, I've always continued to uh, uh, look up to her yeah she's amazing uh, to get through the last uh, what 50 years now blimey it has been that long since she's been here wow do you know do you know what you say about the bond it it, it is so true it, it, you know and, and they survive you know a mother will do anything for her children you know and you know we just need to look at the animal world to actually see that in play um you know go and touch like a lion's cubs it will probably be the last thing that you know un, unless they're properly tamed but you know in the wild you go do that It'll be the last thing that you 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 ever do, and I remember when I was young and well young yeah young, and you know I got married well before I got married I thought oh I'm so in love I'm so in love, and I got married oh I'm so in love, and then I had a child, and I thought now I understand what love really means and and also you know i so remember i so 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 remember you know reading the bible when i was young and you know you know talking about you know sacrificing and you know god so sacrificed his only begotten son you know and this because he so loved the world and and yeah and they were just words but that at that point i began you know as a christian to appreciate the love of God, because to sacrifice your child, it, it I, I, I could not, I could not, it, my mind could not work it out. But yeah, th 
when you are a mother, it's love on a different level. So I completely get what you're saying there, Dixesh. Uh, Totally. Yeah. Um, Right. So your question number two, what do you detest the most in people and why is that so? Oh, that's a great bloody question. So that uh, drives down into... um, um at, at first starting point is us and our own internalized values you know core, core values what do we stand for our ethos um you know the the, the honesty the trust the transparency uh, do unto others that you expect of yourself so what do i detest is people who do not uh, congruently stand up and do what they say they are going to do because that in itself uh, counters my values, and that's 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 almost like a a, a trigger for me to sort of uh, uh, you know it depends who it is if it's a close friend or it's a family member I may well uh, put my coaching hat on and, and open their mindset to something that they might not have necessarily observed. Uh, but yeah, stand stand by uh, what you say you're going to do because that's what creates the power of uh, trust and integrity. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's huge. I don't have an answer. We, we, Emmanuel and I talk about that a hell of a lot, and I cannot um, overemphasize the secret sources in uh, bonding and relationships of that nature, especially in the world of property. It is never about the deal. It's never about the money. It's about that... Uh, uh, trust and integrity that you have with whoever you are connecting with or whoever is in your in your circle so I hope that makes sense oh my gosh perfect sense yeah so people who who are not trustworthy and have no integrity you just do not want them around Absolutely. you um, yeah yeah uh, I completely completely you know that resonates with me so much um because the thing is, it's it, for people like me, um, wired in a certain way, it's so difficult to have to second guess people. You know, what do they really mean when they said yes? What did they really mean when they said no? <laughs> so for me, when I when I meet and uh, you know people whom I know I can trust. Oh, it is such a relief because you know that when they say yes, they mean yes. And you know that when they say no, they mean no. And life is just, and and I'm just like that myself. It makes life so much easier because you're not faffing about. I think I'm getting the red line. I hope I'm, I'm, I'm still coming through. You're not, you know, wasting time, you know, with, with things that just, take up time and space when you could be doing something a lot more productive so yes i completely i'm so with you on that right your question number three if you had the chance for a do-over what incident struck time in your life in the past would you change and how oh wow gosh that's got me t- uh, you t- really testing my thinking today <laughs> We um, want to know you, Dick Says. You want to get mm, to know you. <laughs> I think if I had to uh, uh, have, have a, a do-over, and you know, I'll use a, a, an analogy. You know, if I was uh, Superman and I flew back in time to advise my alter ego, Clark Kent, because that's the only uh, that's the only superhero where the, the alter ego is a human. But anyway, that's that's another side story. Um, what would I advise myself, and what would I look back? I would I would take control of um, my to all aspects of my health. That includes not just the physical side of it, but the mental uh, health uh, and well-being of it. Because in the early years, um, you know, again to put things into context, I mean, I was only twenty four when my father passed away and I was the old I'm the oldest sibling um and I almost ended up having to be the 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 father of the whole family you know I've got two a younger brother and a younger sister 
Um, and that really, it, it took it took a lot out of me, if I'm being honest. Um, some of my uh, uh, early years, I never really sort of took care of myself because I took, tend to focus a lot on everybody else. But I now firmly believe that um, if you take control of your own physical and mental health, um, that's that's one thing that I would go back in time and change. Now, the the reason why I'm so passionate about that, because the legacy now, because obviously we'll come on to this uh, later later this, this morning or this afternoon, is because I've now taken control of those aspects of, of my own physical and mental health uh, well-being over the last four or five years, that's had a net uh, impact and a positive impact uh with my two young boys who are now you know wonderful men coming out of uh, university and it doesn't necessarily mean that i'm looking for gratification from them just seeing them get out in the best shape of their life you know whether it's physical or, or even mental health uh is, is a very very powerful uh, thing for a father to lead the way because historically that's not something I had so that that's a that's one thing I would change oopsie wow you've you've just given me so much to think about um and I ask these questions of you know different questions of different guests but and I listen and I think and I have a smile on my face but even though I've asked you this question and you've answered it, and I asked, I've asked this question before, I'm suddenly now thinking, what would I change in my own life? Just in the way that you've expressed your answer, and I think, and I think that is just—it's so important because you know, when we have children, we don't realise how much of what we're doing and how we are you know portraying ourselves that is actually influencing them and their lives and and more importantly you know for children you know these days there is a big issue with mental health and you know getting it right you know if we can so if there, if there are any young you know parents out there listening to this you know please do take heed you know, please, you know, look after yourself, you know, love yourself. And then when you do that, it will be easier for your children to also love themselves and take care of themselves. And that, Dixesh, I love that answer. Thank you very, very, very much. Absolutely. The, the one thing I should should further add is that um, it's uh, as, a, as a beacon or a radio channel, the more energy you have you are going to pulse that outward bound and whatever happens yeah change doesn't happen for the people around you especially your close family and friends by telling them yeah it's actually leading by example and eventually what what will happen is you know in a positive subliminal way they will automatically follow uh, in what you're doing. For example, I'll, I'll do a lot of the cooking. Historically, I've never done that until sort of four or five years ago because that was what I was culturally brought up to do, right? And as soon as I've taken control, unbeknownst to them, they don't even know that they're eating healthy food. They, they wouldn't even know. I've just told them I've put this oils, this, that, and the other, and off they go. And, and they're loving it. And, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, chips or uh, sweet potato we've got an air fryer i just stick it in there bit of spray olive oil off it goes so there are little switches that can happen and that's positive uh ethical subliminal messaging which you can do by leading by example and i love I, I love that and i wish i i'd picked up on a lot of that uh, in, in in my early years however i may not even have been receptive to that new knowledge at the time. And I guess we all have a flip or a light switch that gets us towards some proactive improvement in our own personal development as and when it's right for you. Hope that makes sense. Perfect. It, 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 it makes perfect sense. 
Wow, thank you. So that re oh no, 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 no. Question number four. I was so I was so keen to get into this a little bit more that I was about to skip your question number four, which is a simple one, and it's a one-word, uh, you know, answer to this question. What is your horoscope? My horoscope, Pisces. Ha! There we are. Your questions are all over. So, Pisces, you, um, you know, it's been it's been decades since I've you know read my horoscope. I used to read it when I was in school, so oh yeah, many decades ago. And then um, I started going to a church that said, no, you mustn't look into these. But before I stopped looking at horoscopes, um, I so I'm Scorpio, and I apparently uh, Scorpio people are better aligned with people born under the signs of Pisces and Cancer. So um, there you go, there you go. So already I'm feeling another link between us, Dick Slash. That's what that's all about. I'm smiling <laughs> while you're saying it. <laughs> right, okay. So let's, so you, you're talking about how you might, you know, the changes that you've made in, in your life and how you can impact other people's lives. So I've pinned a link above um, from your website. So this is, dickseshpatel.com. So for people listening to this on the podcast, www.dickseshpatel.com, um, transforming mind, body and business. Dicksesh, please just tell us how, you know, as a performance coach, what do you aim to do for people? And I know that you've set a challenge, you know, for people coming to your website that you can actually transform what they do within four weeks do you want to tell us a little bit more about it yeah so when it comes to um anything that we do uh, in our life so we might be in a job or we've got a business uh, you know there are three specific pillars it's your mindset which is the mental side of it there's the body side which is the physical side of it and then there's the business or the job which is the physical actions and activities that we do that surround us. And so we ourselves, as I mentioned this earlier, we all are a radio channel, right? And it's up to us what radio signals we emit out, but also which radio signals we tune into. Um, and I have a radio channel um, for everything. So there's We FM, uh, which is what's in it for me versus WFT, which is what's in it for them. Now, if we tune off to WFM, which is always self-focus, what's in it for me, and retune into a frequency, what's in it for them, yeah, we will A, become better listeners, not notwithstanding the fact that we'll be present in the room rather than thinking about what's in it for me, and any conversation or anything that we do with the people that are around us, that not only does that cement um, your relationship with them, uh, because that's the foundation of where those people might manifest themselves uh, downstream in, in your life. Now, so that's one aspect of it, right? So it's you, you've got, you've got to know who you are as a person, what, what do you stand for, what are your values, because that's by the laws of attraction will attract not just people, but opportunities, around you now a lot of the times i mean i'll give you examples especially in the world of property i have a lot of uh, uh, investment partners now a lot of them will come to me and they think they're interviewing me as a developer what i'm doing actually is observing them the communication how they behave you know whether they're firmly switched on to wefm or whether they have my interests at heart and uh, and in a lot of the cases if if the values are not aligned, then yeah, we won't do business with them. I don't care how much money you've got. So on that side, again, it's all about you. Now, the most important part of the triage is your physical and mental well-being, because if we go six foot under, um, you know, what use are we going to be to a, our families? It could be our partners. It could be our friends around us, and the energy like that you create 
by making sure that that aspect of you is, you know, it can't always be 100%, but you want to try and strive towards 100% health and fitness or, you know, physical or mental, you will have so much more energy and time and everything gets impacted. So positively, your sleep gets impacted uh, because you're eating well, uh, your body's in a state of repair when it's sleeping very well. It's energized. So once it's energized, you have more energy to do all the things that you uh, that you want to do, whether it's spend time with family, whether it's focus on specific activities on your on your work or your business life or even more social time uh, with your friends around you as well. So it's, it's, it's massive that we take control of us first. That's that's where it starts. And to give you an idea, just simple changes, right? So let's take um, mindset and, uh, and some of that stems around communication, how we behave. So I'll give you a picture, actually. This is this is this was me many years ago uh, at school Christmas parties. Right. And I used to be the one standing in the corner, cowering, um, like thinking, oh, who am I going to talk to? Or oh, if I ask that girl for a dance, she's just going to give me a clip around the ear or a slap in the face. And there was just very little confidence. Now, one thing you can do is, and this this can be for people who believe they have um, uh, at a, a very high level of confidence communication, because even a 1% turning the screw can take you to a whole different level. So every day, have the intention to engage in conversation with one person that you just ha- you don't know. It's got to be somebody you don't know, a complete stranger. And simple examples are, you know, we'll go to the coffee shop, Costa, wherever, um, engage the cashier, because you'll find that nobody actually engages them in conversation. You know, it could be anything. You've got supermarket, yeah? You're there. Now, you've got a fantastic uh, world out there. The field is, is, is a case study in itself. It's a training ground. Do that every single day and then see what happens in your communication and confidence as a domino effect with just people in your first degree circle, second degree circle, and so on and so forth. That's one uh, little flip switch you can make. The second flip switch around your body side of it yeah every day for the rest of your life it sounds uh, like it's a, it's it's it's, it's going to be a chore but i promise you it's not 3 to 4 liters of water a day yeah we do we are the human body yeah, the biggest chunk of it last time i looked is, is water so we need to make sure we keep our hydration systems uh, done notwithstanding the fact that it does flush your toxins from the system uh, that's number one. Number two, it, most people don't eat enough protein, believe it or not, every day, right? Um, and the protein is, is the body's uh, uh, in nutrition that it's required to actually become self-repairing, your muscular systems and whatnot. So aim to eat, uh, I'll give you an example, it's typically one and a half grams of protein to two grams of protein for every kilo of weight. I'm not suggesting anybody's 100 kilos here, but I'll give you an example. If you're 100 kilos, that equates to 150 grams of protein to 200 grams of protein daily, depending on your activity. Couple with that. Okay, Dick Sesh, can I yeah. can I just interrupt just really, really quickly? So what would that look like, 150 grams of protein or 200 grams? What what you know a slab of steak or um, you know a, I, a whole I, fish yeah i do chicken so i'll give you in chick, chicken breasts uh, roughly two chicken breasts and three eggs roughly speaking thank you um as for a steak i'm not sure because uh, me and steak don't go very well it just i just explode so <laughs> i very really eat steak <laughs> in my day but and also steaks that can be quite calorific but you're probably looking at a good three to 400 gram steak. Not that I've uh, looked at it from that side of it, but yeah, good question. Um, so the last piece of that jigsaw, get out walking. Just do eight to 10,000 steps every day. You'll be surprised the net impact of that by continually keeping yourself moving. Movement yeah, is, is massive. The body has uh, 
but the body needs energy to keep itself going. Well, rather than sit in front of a TV watching whatever, you know, Netflix or whatever, I'm not suggesting you don't, <laughs> don't have me time, but maybe get out walking while you're talking to somebody. I used to, during the pandemic, um, most of my meetings were between 10 and 1 o'clock in the morning uh, on the phone while I was walking. Before you knew it, I'd end up like 10 to 15,000 steps. So you can, can, can multitask. So that's the body trans- side of it. Just a simple little switch on that side. And you'll be surprised how much energy that will create. The one little aspect on nutrition is ensure that you get rid of, um, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll use a positive, proactive, affirmative statement. When it comes to good fats, stick with good fats. Avocado, olive oil, and nut butters. Keep it simple. Anything else that's not, anything that's got fats in it, chuck in the bin. And I mean that. Go now and find out what fatty stuff you've got, you know, sunflower oil or whatever. Chuck it away. It's just not, not, not good for you. So good fats are, are generally very good for you. And see how much tire, energy that produces in four weeks' time. So that's the physical side of it. From a business perspective, um, you know, I'm going to throw some words out there to people because most people, I mean, I don't know what businesses people do, but a lot of uh, entrepreneurs by their very nature are solopreneurs. So it's just them, right? And a lot of time, what tends to happen is there's overwhelm, there's uh, procrastination, uh, there's also, uh, what's the word, um, lack of awareness or knowledge in a specific area. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you're the salesperson, marketing, operations, finance, you're trying to run the bloody company uh, and you're trying to do everything. Now, you cannot know it all. You will not know it all. It's not possible. The amount that you have to learn on the field to be a, an entrepreneur to get to where you need to, it's impossible and you will not scale. And I've done this with a couple of businesses where I was a solopreneur. Yeah, I nearly went six foot under. It's not possible. Right. So back to the overwhelm and uh, procrastination. Just simply put, there's a little switch for you. You've got seven days in a the week. There are 168 hours. Create a spreadsheet with seven columns, Monday through Sunday. Create two-hour blocks or one-hour blocks, whatever, whatever suits your time. So you've got all these blocks. Now fill in all the boxes that are known to you. For example, sleeping. Another example, getting up in the morning, whatever, shower, breakfast, whatever. The second part is, Put down me time. That's you. Forget about your kids, everybody else around you. Your time, whatever that might be. I'm going to be on a podcast. I might be reading a book or I'm just going to go off uh, uh, for a walk or I'm going to go and have some me time, go and watch a film. Whatever it means to you, you put that down. The next part is put down your family time. So your family knows that you are going to be here now and present wherever that might be, yeah, and stick that down. Then comes to you, your work life, business life, whatever, you put down what the known activities are. So if you're an entrepreneur, you might have specific things that you do in the world of property, networking, coming on clubhouse, or, or project meetings, or viewings, or whatever, estate agent calls, you, you block that out. Does this do? What you'll start seeing is white space appear. And that's where you can become efficient in, in terms of your activity levels. And I'll use uh, uh, property as an example. Uh, in order to get deals over the line, you've got to get out of the front door and do some viewings. So create an activity uh, uh, list for yourself to say, I'm going to contact X number of agents per week. I'm going to do X number of viewings. I'm going to put Y number of um, uh, offers in. To act, this little activity, even say with the physical transformation side of it, doing little things daily to create bigger habits over a longer period of time that will uh, improve you one day at a time. And don't worry about if you miss, miss a day, 
reset and it's like a golfer or it's like a tennis player or it's a cricketer you take the next shot as if it was your first shot that's it in a nutshell hope that makes sense too oh my goodness dick sesh how much have you actually shared with us i've been taking notes and i still haven't even finished um, you'll have to listen to it again the podcast do you know, I think I might have to. I never, ever listen to my own podcasts. You know? Neither. Um, I, but I, I try guess... not to. I can't listen to myself. Yeah. You see, that's it. Me neither. But I think because this is yours, I can convince myself that I can listen to it. Because I'm going to have to. There is so much in here. Let me just quickly, if you don't mind, just take you back. Now, you were talking about, you know, when you were younger, lacking confidence, being, you know, being a wallflower a bit, I guess, you know, just standing there, you know, hugging the wall. But I, 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 I'm just wondering, isn't this like, you know, you know, something that most boys go through? You see, as a female, I never thought about boys and their confidence and how much, you know, they might struggle. And it was actually fun, you know, be, it's horrible now, you know, that I think about it. You know, you'd stay with your friends as a female, you'd watch a, a boy, and if he was brave, he'd literally be crossing the room to come over to you guys. And you'd all be looking him up and down thinking, who does he think he is? And, you know, whoever, <laughs> whoever he asks to, to dance or something, it, it, that person dare not say yes. Because, you know, why would he be so bold as to be approaching a group of girls like that? And we would then laugh when he turned his back and walked away. Horrible. I know. Horrible. But I think, yeah, just to further add, sorry. So that that was just that's early stage of example, say childhood. But if we take it into adulthood and I give you example, especially in the world of business or entrepreneurship, property, even there's a lot of networking events. Right. And a lot of them hopefully now are coming back to physical networking so it's no different on that kind of dance floor sometimes when people go there you got 50 people in a room and go oh my god who do i talk to what shall i start where do i start and it's the same principles apply asking that uh, uh whether it's the guy or a girl that fir first date you're on you're, you're on a uh, networking floor and you don't know where to begin and so confidence can be driven just by talking to a stranger every day because you will get used to it it's like driving the more you do it the easier it becomes dick sesh i have to i have to disagree with you on that last point i've been driving forever and guess what these this last year i'm struggling with my driving I oh am... gosh <laughs> i know i know do you know i went to um I went to Blue Water um, a few months ago because I couldn't wait to change my um, my MacBook, my MacBook Pro. I was, I was, in fact, I was, tr I was trying to publish a podcast, and then it told me that my drive was full, and I thought oh, I can't be bothered about cleaning the drive, you know, reducing it. So I literally just phoned, I phoned Apple, and I said, "Look, where can I get a new one?" They said blue water. So at about four o'clock, I got in my car and I headed over to blue water. Now, blue water from where I am is I have to go on the A2. And I felt as if I was a learner driver because it was dark and there weren't that many when I was coming back. There weren't that many street lights, And I really struggled. And, and that was the first time when I thought, oh, I think my driving is actually deteriorating. And then um, the other day, um, an ambulance was behind me. And as they drove past, eventually, the guy honked. Then he put his hand out of the window and signalled to me that I was, I, I was in and out of the lane, which I didn't realise I was. Um, maybe I was. Um, so I'm kind of like thinking, I must be an awful driver right now. <laughs> well, what's, what's interesting is uh, it, it's a great analogy, actually is um, we use the last few years um, during these lockdowns a, a lot of sort of uh, conversations communications with people ended up via, being via zoom or um, 
uh, phone calls and of course we know about clubhouse as well and um as events have started to open up the world starting to unlock itself um even i had to go back to basics because i i lost my networking mojo because it's like you go out and go oh what should i talk about now and like nothing's really happened over the last two years i haven't really like got i traveled anywhere because we've been locked down holidays keep getting cancelled and I, even i had to go back to basics just to get back out there get my get my mojo back getting out into the real world and conversations and it's now starting to happen so all my meetings that i'm having uh, are, are very phys- physical now you know i'll be getting out to central london once or twice a week um and if it's local i've got local meetings as well which has now become face to face but it's taken me two or three months just to get my mojo back because like you mentioned it's like the driving uh, you know as as time moved on especially the last two or three years um you you just like oh just forget to do the basics and conversations and it's not diff you know it's not dissimilar uh, when it comes to driving because i used to live in bristol and i remember when we moved back to london bloody hell it was like chaos driving i like think i was going to kill somebody or somebody was going to kill me because everybody was just on top of you but i uh, yeah interesting analogy on the driving over to what? you Wow, do you know? In fact, I think you've just you've just you've just given me an answer to this question that I've been posing to myself. Why has my driving deteriorated? You haven't done answer, much, probably. That's why yeah. I haven't done much. Yeah, thank you, Dick Session. Just get out of there. You'll be I'm... fine. <laughs> I, honestly, I've been I've been thinking. Oh my gosh, what's happening with me? I can't drive. I can't drive anymore. And I've been driving for decades. Never had. I've, I'm proud to say I've never been involved in an accident. You know, but there is the grace of God. Um, somebody drove into me, just bumped into me, really. Um, at one point, nothing happened. It was no biggie. And that's the well. And then I kind of like scratched my car driving into a narrow driveway. But other than that, nothing and then i suddenly thought oh my gosh what is happening but thank you dick says you've helped me see the answer to it <laughs> oh great stuff thank you thank you thank you um and you know again you know the physical stuff that you said this is something this is these are things that anyone can do drink two to three liters of water every day train we can train ourselves to do that because like you said so importantly will flush out those toxins. Oh, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Protein, we've looked at that. So thank you very much for that. And then eight to 10,000 uh, steps a day. And we should be able to do it. Can I just please, as a, as a female, can I please just say to the guys, when you're walking around, <laughs> maybe do it in a, in, a, in a room where no one else is. My husband, as soon as his phone rings, he's up like a shot out of his seat, walking around. Walk. <laughs> and I say to him, why do you have to walk around when you're, when you're on the phone? Because I have to then listen to your phone. And I shut the door where I am and he still walks around. And he says, oh, I'm getting my steps. And I'm thinking, but I'm having to listen to your conversation. So a piece of advice from a woman to the men, please don't do it. Please shut Go yourself outside. in the Oh, go outside exactly thank you dick Sesh. thank you go outside go for a walk anyway so thank you for that oh honestly there's so, there's too much to go over i've been right and then oh, you block it oh you know when you're talking about um charting your week the 168 hours in the week it reminds me and you'll probably remember as well um, a lady in a room who talked about some some uh, some particular time that she blocked into her diary, and every time I remember, it really puts a big smile on my face. And she, yep, yep, and she must be so delighted now that there were no replays in Clubhouse then, otherwise it would have gone so viral. But that was, and she she is so lovely. I I absolutely love that lady um but it just reminded me when you were talking about it oh thank you so much and this is it's the things you're sharing are things that everyone can do no excuses because they're so simple but they can be so transformational 
Oh, thank you, Dick Sesh. Thank you so much. Um, now, um, I've I've also pinned a link to li the Lighthouse Capital Group. So, you know, for people on the podcast, this it will be www.lighthousecapitalgroup.co.uk. So, or just search for Lighthouse Capital Group and you will be, it will take you there. Google will take you there. And, you know, Dick says, you were saying um, that people, you know, you work with lots of money people and they think they are interviewing you, but you, because it's a two-way process, isn't it? Um, and, and you're do, and, and you're trying to find out who they are, you know, whether or not they're the kind of people that you can work with, whether or not, you know, you can work together, whether or not, even if you can work together, if it's going to be pleasurable, because right now, well, I say pleasurable because in my life right now, if I'm not getting pleasure from something, I really am not doing it um, um, because life is just so short. And you, the number of people that I know who passed over the last couple of years just brings it home that, you know, make the most of every single day that we have. And that is why I say to myself, if it's going to cause me stress, I want to walk away from it. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about Lighthouse Capital Group, um, your matchmaking uh, uh, company? Yeah, so we're a property development investment company. You know, we do our own uh, property development type projects. They can range from simple refurb projects, HMOs. I mean, I can't remember how many HMOs I've converted. Well over 14, I think. Anything from five bedders up to 25 bedders. Um, I do love a good planning gain flip uh, rather than taking all the construction risk. That's That's also quite exciting. But the most important thing is uh, whether we use the terminology matchmaking or whatnot, it's actually a lot of the, uh, I get sent a lot of deals that come through to me and typically what tends to happen is a lot of those developers, are, let's just say lacking experience in the world of development, even although they don't know what they don't know. So we may well come in and become the lead developer on a project either with our own funds or funds from our investment partners and that's how we typically uh, get projects done the other important aspect is and i've seen this time and time again and i'll paraphrase one of my uh, quotes uh, from before numbers are an illusion unless pre-qualified by a significantly experienced um, developer or otherwise or a property entrepreneur because in especially property development being one of the riskiest uh, property strategies out there we also consult on projects for other developers as well a bit like when you when you um, bring on board a planning staff and architect uh, and so on uh, think of us as the developers developer to stop you from getting in trouble so i hope that gives you a bit more background definitely does and that also dovetails into you know the last aspect that i've mentioned about what you do peak performance property so again for people on the podcast this you can find at www.peak-p-e-a-k-p-property.co.uk so dick sesh tell us how does this work the academy you know, what, what, you know, how do you help people, um, again, you know, 10 times, you know, their business, um, uh, 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 showing in 12 months, tell people so that they know where to go. And by the way, Dick Sesh, you and Emmanuel, I need to hit you up because one of my mentees is looking to, to come to you guys. And I said, oh, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not shy, um, you know, and th they can say yes or they can say no. If you'd offer, you know, this mentee, this lovely mentee, a discount, if once they finish with me, they come and join um, your uh, stuff that you're doing. Anyway, so let's park that for a moment. And I'm being out there. This is going on the podcast. It's going to be there forever more and a day. This is me asking for a discount. Anyway, because um, the mentee is lovely and you guys are going to love working with her. But anyway, so tell us a bit. 
I love that. Girls are the best way because uh, that that just gives us even more confidence. But yeah, that's a chat for another day. Yes, thank you. So Peak Performance Property, tell us about it. Yes, yeah, so it's interesting actually. Um, done a lot of training courses. I've been on mentorships and masterminds, um, and some have been good. Some have been indifferent. Some have been like, well, what did I, what did I pay for? So when we, when I first started uh, uh, training or coaching or mentoring wannabe or budding property entrepreneurs many years ago, I've been doing it well before Peak Performance was born. I used to do it one to one, and of course along the way. I met uh, my, my uh, current business partner, Emmanuel Ezekiel, uh, for I think over four or five years ago. And he was doing something very similar, very, very one to one type mentoring. Some of it was board level consulting, even as a board level advisor. And we decided that actually that wasn't scalable. So we decided to join forces. So we now have a property uh, wealth academy. So when people come to us, they can be early stage uh, entrepreneurs. We don't really know um, uh, anything around the property side. And we start them off with the basics and the foundations. Because if you ask most people, um, you know, if I said to you, um, here's a buy to let property. If this was the monthly rent, do you know how to reverse engineer that to know how much a bank would lend you? You'd be surprised that nine nine out of every 10 uh, people that come to us don't even know the answer to that. So then begs the question, how do you know how to structure the finance on a specific deal or even know how much cash you need if you don't know how much debt you're going to borrow? So it's getting people who are early stage entrepreneurs that start from the foundation uh, program. We've got a 12-week uh, uh, online foundation series that just gives people the basics, yeah? What's a buy to let? How do you do a refurb project? What's a HMO? What service accommodation? You know, what about finding investors, working with investors? What about networking and relationships and building connections around you with investors? More importantly, on that little online program, you'll be left with a 90-day roadmap to go off and actually take action. So once people get past that little mini cycle, some people... Uh, are a lot more experienced than that. They'll jump straight into our uh, 12-month property uh, wealth academy where we will cover all aspects of uh, prop residential property, uh, ranging from refurb projects, flips, PD, uh, permitted development. Um, all, you know, For me, the actual technical aspects of property are not as important as the uh, business side of it so have you got a strategy do you even know what your strategy is if you knew what your strategy is what does the next 90 days of activity and roadmap look like to you bearing in mind if you knew what your strategy is then you know how does that figure out in terms of activity levels over the next 90 days so we've got to make sure that we follow, formulate your K kpis how many agents you're going to call how many views you're going to do how many offers you're going to make you know, so strategy uh, requires a good insight in that first sort of two to three months that you're working with us. A lot of the times people are just, um, what's the word, working on a case by case basis. Whereas if they come back and say, actually, you know, what's your monthly income goals? What does that mean to you? Most times people have a mindset blocker is they're focusing on the, the money that they don't have to do any buy to lets or HMOs or service accommodation rather than actually doing the activities to find great projects because if you find great projects the money and the wealth will follow so it's a 12-month program we run a monthly in-person mastermind um uh with all our students i think we're over just over tw 20 odd students we're very selective in terms of who comes in because we have to have values alignment so there is an application process um, and, you know, I will speak to them and interview them as well. And if I'm sort of 100, you know, I'm 99 or 100% there, then I will get them to also speak to Emmanuel. And once we've got a, a handshake between 
the new person coming in and the two of us, then then we set sail. People can join in at any time into the mentorship to, to, for the avoidance of doubt. Yes, we have training material out there for all technical aspects, but we are a business support and mentorship program. So when you have deals that you've got, uh, that you're processing, you need expert guidance or, dare I say, consultancy to make sure that you don't run yourself in trouble and lose money. So it probably is a lot more to it than that, but that just that's just it in a nutshell. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Because um, um, you see, I'm I'm I, I I'm all for people if they're doing something for the first time, um, going to somebody who's done it a few times. To, to kind of like, you know, see them through it because there are different aspects to whatever it is that we're doing. So, you know, again, you know, thinking about this, you know, mentee of mine, she's thinking about doing, you know, something commercial stroke, you know, a new build, which I clearly don't do. So, you know, I, I, I would not even put myself, you know, in that space to say, do you know what, I'm going to mentor you through this. No, my, you know, obviously, you know, my, well, not obviously, but, you know, my thing is, you know, looking at a property and making the most of it in terms of finances, but I tend to stick with, you know, what's there. Um, so that's how we came to be talking about you guys and how much experience you have. So, you know, and, and you guys have done, and Emmanuel was talking to us when he was on here um, about, you know, the stuff that he's done, some of the lessons that he's learnt. I, 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 I honestly would say to anyone who's looking to do, you know, a commercial project, a new build, go talk to these guys first and see how they might be able to help you. And when I say these guys, I'm talking Dick Sesh, I'm talking Emmanuel, and I'm talking go to Peak Property at Peak Performance Property, which is www.peak-p.property.co.uk. Um, and they, and you know, even if you have that conversation now, and you don't do anything about it, at least you can go away, think about it and keep in touch. And then when you're ready, you know exactly where to go. So thank you very much, Dick Sesh, for kind of like, you know, explaining to us some of the things that um, you guys do. But do you offer a one-to-one -one, though at all? Or... Uh, it's a great question, yeah. I think when it comes to one-to-one, it tends to be very much uh, uh, experienced uh, property entrepreneurs or established property businesses where they are looking for a board level advisor. And interestingly enough, as part of peak performance property, the people who've been through the 12 month mentorship, and a lot of them are coming through that 12 month cycle now, they will be now moving into our peak performance, uh, uh, what we would call is uh, academy partners which means that we will be adding, acting as board level advisors uh, on their businesses and all to help them navigate through and negotiate and structure the deals that they're working on so that they can accelerate even faster. And some of them are already creating little sub-businesses and partnerships and collaborations within the group itself. Uh, and that's, that's, you know, that's, wonderful for us because uh, between the Emmanuel and us, uh, ourselves, we see things that, that the students don't. And as soon as uh, Cupid's arrow uh, starts uh, uh, throw, throwing itself out there, you, a lot of people will see actually that person's got a skills gap, and but that person can fill the skill gap. And that's how solopreneurs become one becomes two becomes three. And slowly but surely they can have an early green shoots of an established property business. But yes, we can do, but tip one to one. But typically, it tends to be at a advisor, a consultant for a minimum period of time. And the reason is, I could have a one to one conversation with you for an hour, and especially in the world of commercial development, you require support throughout the life of that project because there's so many moving parts and variables that can go wrong from the pre-planning stage all the way through to exit uh, and sale of your new build at the other end. Oh, I so agree with you, Dick Sesh. I really, really agree with you. Um, and it's so, so great to kind of like see that, you know, the different things that you guys do 
you know, the foundation course, um, which is for 12 weeks and the 12 month, um, you know, Property Wealth Academy. And then, you know, if people are interested after that, they can become Academy partners. And hopefully um, you'll be able to um, um, let in my, my my lovely mentee into the Academy Partners side of things, um, because that is what, you know, she really would be um, looking for um, with her commercial stuff. Um, but, you know, so you you literally you, you 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 offer something to everyone from, you know, a complete newbie who will come in, you know, for the 12 week stuff and be a bit more educated. And if it's for them. Because property, you know, as you and I know, is not for everyone. And there's no point in people forcing things. And then if it's right for them, they can come on, they can go on the 12 month, you know, Wealth Academy. And then again, you're going to have some dropouts, not not dropouts, actually. You're going to have people who will feel, yes, I've learned enough. You know, this is all right for me. And and, you know, if if anyone's listening to this, I am not putting anyone down. I do that with my own self. And I say, do you know what? Commercial is not for me. New builds are not for me. And I'm perfectly happy in the space that I'm in. So when I say, you know, some people people might decide, you know, I've got what I need for me. I'm not by any means, you know, you know, putting them down or saying that they've not succeeded. No, I'm just saying that that is a matter of fact. If they decide that, they decide that. And then some other people will say, actually, no, I want to learn a bit more. I want to go a bit further. And they will then and can go on to the Academy Partners. You know, people listening, you've heard it. You know, where are you in your property journey? What do you want to do? Do you think that you should be thinking about, you know, engaging the services of, you know, people like Dick Sesh and Emmanuel, depending on what you're doing? Because I certainly think that you would benefit a lot from doing that. You, uh, Dick Sesh, so when you, when in peak performance, I'm assuming you also bring in all of your knowledge on, you know, the body, mind and business into it. Well, obviously the business is, is there already, but the body and mind, is, is that part of what you guys do? I, I'm so intrigued and I am so sorry because we've literally gone over. I'm going to stop in a minute. That's all right. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, and and, and a, a massive massive focus especially when it comes to um uh the business aspects of it is the mindset you know the mindset orientation and how many golden nuggets are dropped every single month and emmanuel actually between emmanuel and myself we actually have a mindset kicker that starts off on every single um monthly mastermind and you'll be surprised how much people's thinking starts opening up when they get new perspectives and so, yet yeah, massive all three pieces of the jigsaw are intertwined in one shape or another but mindset is a is a huge part of the evolution of a property entrepreneur for sure thank you dick sesh so now if people want to contact you what is the best way that they can do so oh you just put your yeah um so on uh, peak performance property or even my lighthouse capital group there's a email address on either or you can either reach out to me on facebook you'll easily get to find me or even you can message me on i think is it back channel here yeah back channel as well uh, i'm also on instagram uh, if you know if you ever need anything i'm always here and sometimes you'll also find me on the property coffee meet uh, in the mornings as well Thank you. So um, um, that brings us to a close. Thank you, everyone, for you know spending your afternoon here with us. And you know, I have certainly learned a lot. You know, not just about Dick Sesh, but about how he does things. And he has helped me open up my mind. Where I was kind of like saying to myself, "Oh, you can't drive anymore, Patricia. Your driving is now absolutely awful." He's given me something to hang my hat on and say, "Do you know what?" Don't beat yourself up. It's probably for this reason and be positive and do a bit more and, you know, get your muscles back into into knowing what to, to do when you're on, you know, a motorway or something. So thank you very much for that. And that is the least of what I've learned today so much. I've got three pages of notes that I've actually taken um, and I didn't write everything down. 
I know. Yeah, I know. Three pages I've got. Three whole pages. So, Dick Sesh, wow. thank you so much for doing this with me. And um, this particular recording, you know, for people in the room, is going to be uh, left on Clubhouse for a week. And then from Wednesday of next week, it will be released as a podcast. Thank you so much. So everyone have a great day and have a great um, bank holiday weekend. And, you know, the, all the Jubilee celebrations. Oh, it's going to be amazing. So, uh, Dick Sash, you are my Jubilee um, uh, um, guest. Um, thank you. No, thank you for having me here. It's been, it's been, it's always, it's, a, it's always a, a wonderful just to share life experiences and insights. Because even while I'm talking, I'm actually reinforcing the things that I know. So we're all learning and growing at different places. But yes, thank you for having me here this afternoon. No, thank you.